KINY, where you don't miss a thing. It is time once again for Capital Chat, and I have your Juno Huskies head football coach in the studio, Coach Soros. And Coach, congratulations on another big win representing at Adair Kennedy Field. And beating a team from Seattle, that had to feel good. Oh, it did. You know, I've got some, uh, and thanks for having me, by the way, but uh, I've gotten some texts from around the state uh, from other coaches just, you know, <laughs> saying they're proud of us, uh, kind of representing the state and, you know, doing well against a really good quality 4A school from Washington. Did, were you anticipating that type of response? Uh, from a couple of guys, yeah. You know, I just, I think, oh, I'm sure there's some out there that would hope we'd, uh, you know, maybe get beat up a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of kind of hurt our chances going forward. But uh, no, for the most part, I think around the state, you kind of rally around teams that are playing other states just to, just to hopefully, you know, represent the state well and kind of carry the torch for Alaska football. Now, watching this game, the one thing I noticed that stuck out to me right away was, okay, these guys watched the tape on you. They knew exactly what was going on, and they knew how to go at you right away. So I imagine from a coaching standpoint probably made you do some adjustments and stuff and it looked like going into the fourth quarter you definitely had to yeah we did you know they, they did a great job I, I told them after the game I just really commended their their coaching staff not only the great players they had but just a yeah they, they they really came at us had some good uh defensive schemes and things to really keep us on our heels most of the night and uh, going into the fourth quarter we were just you know, we were kind of scratching there like hey we got to get something going here got to get to get a drive into the end zone uh, you know it was a tie ball game in the fourth quarter and and that answer was Sam Sika you know he he uh <laughs> You know, he's 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 wanted to run the ball. We've used him a little bit in the past. But, uh, you know, my, my concern was that he's such a force on the defensive line. You know, I put him up there as, uh, you know, one, if not if not the best defensive lineman in the state. If, if you put him in the backfield and you start running him, then it's going to take that energy tank and just start, start bleeding it dry. And uh, he had eight carries in the fourth quarter for 53 yards. And the go-ahead touchdown that ended up being the difference maker. And he was not only that, he was just a spark of energy for our team. If you watch a film, just just the reaction on the sidelines from the guys when he was pushing the pile and and just hammering that ball down the field, and it was it was definitely the the move we needed and and the right guy to get the job done for us to close the game out. Well, and I think you needed that spark, like you said, because you didn't have Jamal in the game, and he's such a big playmaker on both sides of the ball. Yes, he is, and and yeah, definitely a loss for us uh, to not have him at linebacker. And then, of course, you know, the week before he runs for over three hundred yards. So, yeah, to, to not have that weapon on offense, uh, you know, it, it changed our approach during the week. But uh, you know, I got to give a ton of credit to Jarrell Williams. He had thirty-two carries for one hundred forty-two yards in that game, and just some physical, tough runs against a really good defense. And uh, you know, hats off to him because he's also you know playing defensive back against a team that put the ball in the air forty-three times. I mean, that's more pass attempts than I. I've ever coached against in a game and I thought our defense did a tremendous job of holding up on the back end we sacked him five times I mean it was just a really good football game you know I was looking at the numbers and and we ran 62 plays for 319 yards and we we're predominantly a run you know run it ran it over 50 times and they're just a polar opposite they, they threw it 43 times and had a total you know uh, 59 plays so almost identical numbers of plays and uh, they had 311 yards so almost identical yards just just a really remarkable game of two teams that had different offensive approaches and uh, it just came down to closing out that drive at the end and then uh, getting them off the field one more time. One thing I'm excited about, and let's walk through this QB situation going on with the Huskies right now, because we saw some fresh arms go out there that I wasn't expecting. 
Yeah, yeah. No, we've got uh, you know a couple different guys. You know, they can they can play quarterback for us. You know, Jarrell's been our leader and and uh, you know definitely gets a bulk of the snaps. But Peyton Grant can also uh, play some quarterback and and definitely a guy that we'll continue to look at and give us some depth at that position as we get into the home stretch of the season. What grades he in? Uh, they're both everybody seniors. We got a lot of seniors this year. So I was like, you yeah, start developing yeah. that younger yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, down at the JV level. Uh, we got some kids there that'll be moving up next year and and do a good job for us. We got a, a actually a kid who who kind of bounces between the two, Victor Crondall, he's doing a great job. And he comes in and runs our scout offense. And I think that's really helping him uh, develop into a you know better quarterback just going up against our number one defense in practice uh, uh, during the week. So, yeah, it would definitely be a, a role that he'll take a bigger – uh, you know, bigger factor next year. And I imagine that's what you want to see. And that's something I'm noticing in each game too, is these younger guys coming up and they're starting to fill bigger and bigger roles. You're putting more responsibility on their pads. Yep, exactly. And we, we talked about that from day one is we, we kind of knew who our, you know, who, who our core group was. And then we just need to get depth built around those guys. And that's our goal every week in practice and in these games is to develop some of that depth so that uh, when your name's called upon, you can go out there and, and make a big play for us. And I mean, even even like something like with kickoffs, we've used a, a few different guys on kickoffs and, and uh, the kid we had in there, at the end of that last game, Dawson Menz, I mean, great kickoff down the sideline there. Kind of dropped it in a hole and, and kept them from getting a big run back. And so just, just plays like that, they all add up to success. And definitely just what you're looking for as a coaching staff and a team. And that's what you want to see. So really glad those younger guys can come up and fill this. So we got a big matchup against South coming up. Yeah, we're back into conference play. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just like I said, there's just I know you can look at the records and say we've got a you know much better record than they do, but we still got to travel. Um, I, I, I was talking to somebody this morning about, you know, I felt like our focus during these first few days of the week has been focusing on focusing, not not so much focusing on our opponent. And I think it's because it's so easy to come off of a, a stretch of games that we've had against Bartlett and West and Colony and now West Valley out of Washington that you know you can start kind of getting complacent and hey we're you know we, we've got everything figured out and we know what we're doing and uh, the goal right now isn't to uh, just beat South it's to keep moving forward and make ourselves a better team going into the playoffs and so just got our sights set on some some lofty goals and if we're going to get there we just need to stay focused and, and and humble and hungry and doing all the right things in practice and it's been a good start you know we just got to keep it going though but but South is a, a team that you know has risen up against some of the better teams in the state they haven't they haven't beaten them but they've you know last week they played East Anchors the defending state champs so it was 20 to 12 and they had the ball with a chance to score at the end and, and just missed the pass in the end zone so I think if you you know you look at a team that's hungry for a win at South, if you think if there's a team that wants to you know knock off a team uh, you know with a better record than them at South, and I, I yeah, just definitely a big challenge going into Saturday. Which I think the guys are going to be up for this. So do you have anything you're planning up your sleeve? You got some younger guys you want to fill in roles for this? Are you starting to look at that or what? Yeah, you know we're we're, we're expanding the roles of some of the guys. You know Thomas Baxter, uh, you know his role increased from last week was only his second game, and he had a, you know big interception on defense, and then you know had six carries, uh, ran the ball a little bit, and we're definitely going to you know try and get in the ball in his hands in the passing game. And I, I think for us the passing game is probably something we definitely want to look at this weekend. And and uh, got a few wrinkles on offense, the things that we're going to you know start laying out there because we need to get some some reps at it to make sure we're, we're on the right path uh, going into the playoffs and I know we've been a predominantly just kind of power run team but we definitely have some weapons that we need to factor in to kind of spread teams out and especially on the second go around you got you know to, to win a state title in Alaska you got to beat some of these really good teams twice or, or at least beat them the second time and uh, definitely going to have to have some more uh, you know firepower to get that job done. 
which I can't wait to see some of these young guys step up to. Now, let's talk about this because I'm going through the stores right now, seeing all the Halloween stuff everywhere. And I remember the Haunted Hollow last year, the fundraiser you guys did over at the Ocrec Campground. So I'm wondering, you guys gearing up for that again? We are. You know, yes. that, that, yeah, that was a great one. That was that was <laughs> that exceeded like I didn't even envision how big that was going to be. And it just trem- it was a tremendous success. And so we're super excited to have that back uh, this year. It'll be at the Mendenhall Campground. So it's going to be at a different campground. Last year it was at the Auk, Auk New Campground, but this year it'll be Mendenhall Campground. And I believe I believe it's slated for October 28th, 29th, and 30th. And yeah, kids, parents, everybody's super excited to, to do that again. So yeah, stay tuned for advertising and things on that, but that'll, that'll be really fun. And of course, stay up to date with everything with Juno Huskies over at JunoHuskiesFootball.com. You can get your swag, stay up to date with the schedule, look at the rosters, everything yep. good like that. And of course, Greg Knight keeps you posted on game time coverage over at KINYradio.com. Coach, thank you for coming in, doing these Wednesday talks with me. They're very enlightening. Go Juno Huskies. Big matchup this weekend. We'll be cheering you on and broadcasting the game. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You can always download past episodes of Capital Chat over at KINYradio.com.